Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Well, hi there. Welcome to this week's Future Print Podcast. And I'm very pleased because we have Richard Darling with us. Uh, many of you will know Richard. Richard, hi. Welcome to you. Hi there. Hello. Good to speak to you. Um, for anyone who doesn't know you, I'll get you to do a little intro, but a lot of people probably do know you. You've been around the industry for a long time. Um, around the block. Around the, the block. block. I said that earlier, didn't I? I, said, yeah, I said, yeah. Around the block, yeah. Um, but that's good, isn't it? Is, is being think, around the block good? <laughs> well, I think God. it is. It depends how you, you know, in, in the, the manner in which you go around the block, of course, and it's a, mm. we're all involved in small industries, so... Um, if you go around the block and you cause uh, sort of unnecessary havoc and you do bad things, then um, that's not good. But I think um, I've always taken a responsible position. I've been in print heads for 13 years and printers before that and uh, substrates and applications and so on. So I have been around the block and I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with print heads with uh, Zara and Rico. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'm an enthusiast for the technology. And, and just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, you're now at GIS. Yes, so, it is GIS, GIS yeah. a division of Nano, but it's GIS. It's uh, the same GIS as always was that I've known for all those years that I've been round the block. <laughs> and what's your role at GIS? What what have you been being brought in for? Well, do? sales and marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sales director, so but sales and marketing, um, which is apologies for the background noise, by the way, but I uh, can't help that. Um, uh, yes, sales and marketing. Uh, so I I could say I'm the new Debbie. <laughs> um let's not be... do that let's not do no. that <laughs> let's let's try and keep this to the richard <laughs> okay role. okay um, I, and i mean all, all all due respect to debbie yeah i'm joking well. i'm joking yeah i mean we for many people many people will have known debbie so um but but also let's let's talk a little bit about you you just started to allude to the fact that you i mean listen i've caught you today you're you're at an airport i believe aren't you is that right i am yes yeah, i am so but that's, that's the, hence the background noise i was going to say there's a little bit of background noise but that's that's you know what's great about this is got a chance to talk to you in your new role and it is a new uh, a new job for you which is interesting as you said yourself being in Zara and rico you've obviously worked uh with people like gis for many years um and are familiar with with what they do tell us how as much as you can about how kind of you've made that transition over well as i said i love the technology of print heads and um, i think one of the important parts print heads get more and more complex higher and higher performance to a level um and then then uh, i think I've, i've i've spoken pretty widely about there are limitations on this from science, really, mm-hmm. um, and you can't do the impossible. It's they're, they're pumps for fluid in tiny droplets at eye-watering speeds, and it's it's incredible. Um, but then that's that's all data in liquid form. Um, mm. And what I've always been interested in is the clever stuff that uh, GIS and others uh, do to, to to actually bring the data together with the print head to to actually get the image out of the print head or the you know whatever needs to come out. Um, mm. It's not just images either. I should say it's also uh, functional fluids, um, which is which is a growing part, but the, the the data path and the drive electronics is often from the printhead manufacturer's perspective. Um, that's also a crit- critical to the whole success of any any machine design, any equipment design. So uh, I've sort of been at one end of the uh, the bit dangling off the end, and then mm. I've looked up looked up and seen all this clever stuff up there, 
And and there's also it's the coming together of as I said, fluid with signals, with data from files, graphic files, and so on. And and there's the fluid supply um, in GIS is uh, stable, mm-hmm. um, which is often so people sort of learn from first principles and develop their own for different things. And it, it is different per printhead as well, um, to some extent. And then and then at the top of that, there's all the image processing and the mm-hmm. the, the stuff at that end of things, which GIS is. Some of the stuff that's that's going on there, it's not even out in the open. Mm. Um, so uh, we were trying to figure out what what's GIS's position. You could market GIS as good at maths, <laughs> which is which is where it all starts. Is, so, is that right? Is it is it good at maths or is it good at science? Is it science or is it maths? It's maths, uh, isn't it? Good question. I think it's maths. Yeah, I think it's maths because especially with the the data part, it's actually processing yeah, data. It's, it's computational power. Yeah. Um, so it. it you know there are better experts than me um, to, to 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 maybe define that, but it, when it comes down to it, trying to get the essence of it, it's actually mm. it's clever maths. Mm. Just um, just talking a little bit about your path, your you know what you've done in the past. Um, so just take us through. I know you mentioned Zara, you mentioned Rico. You, you've been in the industry for how long? I can't remember. That's, that's must, too must maths, be thirty years, mustn't it? It is. God, <laughs> it must it's, be thirty it, plus years. So it's, it's more than twenty-five. <laughs> more than twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is. So it's always interesting, isn't it? So are you? Is this? Is this the messy moment where you've kind of finished? Oh, sounds a bit odd. Uh, when you're finishing your career, and this is the last, the last hurrah. What? Or is, yeah, that's what? the question. That's that's the question I ask. Is it? Is this? Do you see this now as? This is going to be really exciting. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm moving into something that actually is really interesting for me. Well, everything that I was doing before, uh, I think anybody who knows me would know that I was passionately interested, um, um, maybe to a fault at times. But uh, I've been, I, I love that technology, and mm. uh, and it's great. Um, there, there, there is a, it's the same kind of thing. It's adjacent. It's not the last hurrah for sure. Um, mm. I, I can't even imagine a life without all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um so no it's not that but i i i would have would have been happy carrying on doing what i was doing mm. but the opportunity gis not just my personal opportunity it's that it's it's actually the opportunity for gis yeah yeah i thought Agreed. i thought it's fantastic i think mm. i think it's fantastic um mm. so it you know you look at it and you, you when you when you enjoy doing something you look really carefully at when there's a, a, a you know possibility of doing something else Mm. And uh, it, it ticks quite a lot of the boxes to do something creative, something that's, um, you know, I don't I don't have to do the clever bit. There are other clever people there, but I can do something creative too. And I said said this the other day that all that all that boffin stuff, it's mm. really difficult to put that into a form where it's easy to digest mm. for, uh, and use and use. Mm. So mm. it's really, uh, I feel like an interpreter in some mm. ways. And that's a, that's a new challenge. It's building a team. Um, to operate in a different way, and I think anybody who knows GIS will know that they've operated in the GIS way. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think there there might be an opportunity for us to sort of do that slightly differently, um, mm. taking the best of the past and and putting some other things that I've learned along the along the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, I was just thinking as you were saying that is the anal- using the footballing analogy of of the kind of a club. There's obviously, you know, it's a high-performing club. It has been for a long time, but you've just you've got a new management team, I guess. In you've got a new CEO, a new some yes, new they, ideas. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, so actually, that's probably exciting for you as well, isn't it? You're thinking, look, you know, I can see someone who's got a vision, and I can see that there's some really good people in the business that have been brought in within the last two, three, four years that are really, you know, making it's it's the next step, isn't it? In a way. Well, I think that's a that's a good point. There are some really really good people. They're mm. really really good people, mm. and, and the new you you choose you choose the people um, mm. first and foremost because that's what unlocks the potential. But there's a really good group, not just the new people who've come in more recently, like Steve, for example. But he's, mm. he's, I suppose he's not that new now. But no. um, we we kind of talked a lot before, and um, but there are there are some real uh, I sort of say the crown jewels, and they they're not new, just new people. All the existing people as well. Mm. It's a, it's a really good unit, and I think what you probably get with 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 this sort of situation is a lot of um, alignment doesn't happen by accident. Let's say, yeah, yeah. And and if you if you get all of that pointing in the right direction towards something that that's defined, I think that can be um, can be quite explosive. Mm. If I can use that word in these yeah, times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so software and hardware, but but kind of as you said yourself, um. You know, it's some clever maths in there, isn't there? Um, mm. Why, why is what, why is it that what GIS do so crucial in that sort of industrial inkjet space in that, you know, that kind of manufacturing world? Well, I think the the, the let's say the, the 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 task of the industrial inkjet world is to actually produce printers that make a difference. Mm. They they make a difference to uh, in what they do to the way that some product is output or some communication is made or the, the quality of, it's not just the quality of the image, it's the quality of messaging and packaging, for example. It can reduce waste. There's all sorts mm. of things, things that digital imaging can do, but the printers that are created have to be useful. And I think uh, there are many OEMs uh, and they, they produce the equipment formats. They, they sort of have their ideas. They can do this. They're going to change the world in this or that way. What they actually need behind them is component vendors um, yeah. or people to do the R&D on the clever maths bits or the tech bits or the, the fluid systems, the fluid mechanics and the all of all of science as, as well as maths. You're, you're right. Um, but but uh, it takes it's quite I think the whole of the industrial inkjet has been R&D intensive um, and lots of wheels being reinvented in other places in same in same, you know, the same things that are coming up all over the place. And then nobody gets economies of scale and if you look to a more mature vision, mm. uh, say say an automotive, mm. then you you might find that that sort of groups together and and the the Mercedes Benz uh, is is actually a collection of tier one manufacturers who group together clever technologies that have synergies, mm. and then and then they they the the, the OEM create the final product, yeah, create yeah, the final yeah. product, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah, hi, hi yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think I understand what you're saying there. You're kind of saying, look, you know, it's a there's a collaborative approach to delivering a high spec, high tech piece of, you know, yeah. Or to, to it's also increasing volume, increasing presence. Yeah. GIS is quite small. Um, yeah. It's now part of Nano. Nano yeah. has other synergistic things around it, and uh, uh, I've learned more since being in. But there's some really good, like um, you know, everybody's buzzing about AI, just like they were buzzing about 3D printing. Yeah, uh, you know, in in the past, but AI is good and bad. But machine learning to actually monitor and control can improve reliability. And you know, yeah. I'm very big on systems that are reliable, uh, the <laughs> yeah. Volvo thing. But, yeah, but yeah. There, there's some there's some clever stuff there that if you if you actually spend all the money on R and D, as GIS is punched above its weight on R and D spending, mm. if you if you if you get all of that, then the process is to to actually get that into 
tangible form so more can use it. And I think, you know, there's both the backing and the desire to make it a more significant component, a cluster, component mm. cluster, let's call it, mm. Mm. so that um, some of the OEMs can can do what they do with a sort of um, an export ex- expert in tow. Uh, mm. So we, we sort of serve serve that sector. That's that's the vision as I see it. And GIS mm. is very well placed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just for, from the point of view of, I mean, as, as we said, you and I have known each other for a bit of time and, and obviously we uh, set up at the imprint event back in 2014 when that sort of relatively early days of inkjet technology being used for industrial application. Where where do you think things are now? Where, you know, where obviously it's established. Are there certain segments that are quite mature? Obviously ceramics is a mature market, but you, do you see within the manufacturing environment you mentioned automotive you know that's always seen as a bit of an opportunity space what's your view of where the market is is it has it worked out what the key segments are for inkjet no i don't don't think it has Mm. back in 2014 i think that inkjet was actually industrial inkjet was actually looking for the new ceramics and um, it's not it's not a sort of um it's like a a circus that's sort of mm. going around different sectors. There's not a new ceramics. I think if you offer something that delivers a benefit, like like in, in, injected in ceramics, then mm. the the, the um, it's the back to that old saying that I can't remember. But if you do something that adds adds benefit, then then people come to you. Um, it, it comes to you. But I think you could look at label. Label Expo was was, was last month, and mm-hmm. um, you, you see that Inkjet was a bit part player. It was kind of I think there were three or four. Back in those days, there were about three or four, five, five players. That was mm, it, mm. and it was still most of the focus was on on the on the analog stuff. Um, analog's good at, good at a lot of it, and but now you see that inkjet is is quite buzzing. Mm. Uh, so you'd have to say it's sort of grown up a bit in that, and it's taken its space. That's mm. that's great. Um, there's there's talk of flexible packaging and screen uh, screen and 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 things like that. Uh, sorry, um, in uh, flexible packaging and corrugated and 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 so on, and it's 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 not um it's not really broken through, and I mm. think think that help the efficiency of pr- producing those things and developing them, time to market, lowest risk, reliability, industrial stuff. Mm. It, if it comes through and it's good, then it will take its place, like it has in label. Mm. Yeah, what do you think about the corrugated market? Because that. People talk about that, the digital corrugated or inkjet for corrugated market. Do you think that's... Con- yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's looking at the whole workflow, though, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I was in a meeting this morning. Um, the, the, it's, it's, it's the workflow of, of where you put the, the stuff that digital can deliver mm. on in the whole workflow so that you can actually deliver the digital benefit. Mm. Uh, if you if you put it on the wrong... If you just copy analog, uh, copy the same workflow, same supply, um, uh, procedure, then it, it's not going to really deliver much benefit. Mm. So I think the challenge there is to see is for the OEMs to see how they do it. Mm. Mm. Now you mentioned to me earlier that you uh, your first big sort of travel is over to Japan to do a presentation. Well, it, always interesting because Japan, obviously, a lot of amazing technology came from from Japan, um, and particularly in this segment and. Uh, what will you be presenting to them? It's kind of a story of um, it's it's, present, it's quite a daunting prospect actually mm. for, a, for for an English guy where to to, <laughs> to go over to to Japan and present to all these Japanese tech 
um, uh, experts. That, that they, they, you say that originates there. A lot of it doesn't. Um, we mm. have to remember that. Uh, Sorry, that's a bit, I'm coming a bit from unfair. Cambridge. Uh, yeah, I was about to Cambridge. say. I was about to say. <laughs> I knew. I knew that was a little bit. Uh, a lot of amazing technology does it's, come. It's from produced Japan. there. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, yes, yeah. You're right. But equally, no, a lot of very, amazing yeah. technology comes from Cambridge, as you said. Yeah, but I, I'm, you know, a little old foreigner coming up, coming into Japan, talking to a lot of people who are eminent in their in their science and their and their their technology. So yeah, my my message is that it's just about that sort of little pockets of expensive R and D, which is a high proportion of turnover for lots of lots and lots and lots of different organisations, mm. um, is is not efficient, and so. Uh, when you look at the users of Inkjet, they look at the way that we put things together, and we're, we're not really all that efficient. And we all tell different stories, as I think you and I have talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think uh, reorganizing, organizing, let's say organizing is a good idea. Now, I'll give you an example. In, in, in print heads, um, there needs to be people taking positions in certain sectors. But if everybody does me too, then you get a narrow coverage. But everybody... Everybody is producing less than they'd ideally like for efficiency, mm. um, and they all develop things uh, that that uh, it's almost tribal. But I, mm. I think there needs to be some grouping together. The other thing is, what's forcing this is because if you look at all those great technology companies, the Konica Minolta's, the the Ricos, of course, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and Fuji, and and so on, um, they get their money from office printing. They yeah. have got their money from office printing, and that's the point. With fewer people going to office offices for less time, mm. some of those okay. that's a very mature business uh, and it's very significant. Yeah. But the if you if you have a ten percent downturn, you you actually that really does affect the bottom line. Of course, and then you yeah. have to look at the investments that you make in R and D. So mm. when the industrial inkjet people are promising better tomorrow and new and sexier and and things, where does it, it gets? Um, you know, the last ten percent getting getting even better than we are now is mm. is very expensive. So. Mm. I, I think maybe a bit of realism on the the demand side, and maybe a little bit of better organisation on the supply side to technologies mm. that go into industrial inkjet devices. That's that's mm. that's really the theme. Mm, interesting. Um, we were just talking a little bit about it. And it came up in conversation around three D printing, and then we talked about AI. Just it's it's one of those AI is one of those topics, isn't it? That that's kind of you know there's the potential there for for huge developments. Um, how do you see it sort of working for the segment that we're in, and can it you know and what can it do? Um, I, I can give a couple of examples, and I think I alluded to one before, which is mm. uh, there are lots of monitoring the state of a system. Uh, you know, there's some systems with hundreds of individual print heads in and data is split from files that are flowing at such speed. Mm-hmm. They go through to the print heads as instructions to jet or not jet or, you know, with this waveform, that waveform, multiple waveforms held at that point and on a menu at the, the point of delivery. It's, it's, it's really complex and you have to monitor everything. The complexity of the fluids and the chemistry, mm. temperature variations and things. If you can have... Uh, AI can actually mo- take take data um, mm. and, and kind of second guess it. it. Second well, it, guess it, it, it can learn it. It can yeah. learn. It can, can learn to relate what happens with with what it monitored. So it mm. can see. Well, if I see that sign, then that that could happen. And so, for example, mm. reliability. I saw I saw something this morning where it was uh, a system uh, before I left the office. This, a system that actually picks up the spots where 
you know, there's a little bit more variation in in the in 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 one of the print heads in a massive array. There's a little bit more variation, but it's only mm. on the one DPD level. It's mm. not it's not on three DPD. So it suggests that there's not something not quite right. Now, if if with AI you could actually learn how to maybe you know a, a, a series of invent interventions or possible interventions to test whether you can put that back on the in into the center of the operating window. And then mm. that, what that what that results in is uh, less scrap, mm. no, less uh, less downtime, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a more reliable system because it's monitoring itself. And this is relating back to automotive. This is kind of like fuel systems are, are now, and you can monitor the condition in a car so that it actually makes the adjustments. Whereas you used to have to get, go and adjust things like uh, firing timing and things um, uh, in the olden days. Every three thousand miles uh, mm. in my car. Um, but another example is you can actually use ai to generate images and you can generate images that you can feed to print heads rather than trying to generate the image in a different place and then feed it all and distribute it amongst the print heads in an array that's Mm. ai Mm. Mm. yeah interesting interesting and um We've got a it's couple all clever of people, maths as well. By yeah, the way. yeah, it is clever maths, isn't it? Um, mm. We've got a couple of people talking at the Cambridge event in a couple of weeks' time about AI, mm. and it's definitely creeping into to our world. So, um, be quite That's interesting. So, we, we'd, we'd rather it actually knocked on the front door and let us know that it was coming. <laughs> yeah. I think, in some respect, because the creeping in at the back yeah. is not is not yeah, not you, what we like, is it? <laughs> um, you just you just kind of were hinting at old cars there. Um, mm. So, so as we kind of come to the end of the conversation, I always think it's interesting to hear something a bit more personal. So, if money no object, what car would you really like to have? Uh, well, I'm I'm a practical kind of guy, and that, yeah. that suggests that if you've got more money, you would buy a better car. No, I'm, I'm saying what would be the car you'd really money no object rather than money. What's the car you'd really like to have sitting in your garage? Um, I would like. A Daimler Double Six from nine, uh, Series One, which is what nineteen? Is it? Is that about nineteen sixty eight? Sixty eight, yeah. Is it one maybe of those seventy? Big looking. They used to use them to rob banks. Is that the ones? No, no, no. It's not. It's it's, it's the XJ. Oh right, it's okay. the XJ shape. So that that yeah. would be my favorite. The Double but, Six, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sixty eight, yeah. seventy, seventy one, seventy two. Yeah, that's, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, very nice. Leather seats, veneer, veneer dash. Do you know the only reason I don't have one of those? Well, there's two Why? reasons. One is because they, they're older and they've probably been not in great condition. Mm. And the second reason is 12 to the gallon. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm too concerned for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> On that note, thank you very much for your time and I appreciate the fact that you are in a airport giving us a few moments of your time. Um, been good to talk to you. Good to hopefully catch up with you soon face-to-face and uh, nice to hear things are going well and and there's a there's a real vision a real passion about you know as you said yourself certainly not the swan song end of the career thing this is about yeah the Fraser, next I'm 10 years i'm gonna have a word for you about that 10 only 10 the next 10 years <laughs> where are we going <laughs> anyway good to speak to you catch well, up with you soon no worries thank you very All much right. anyway cheers Richard. thanks Fraser. cheers Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up. And visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content from Futureprint events. We'll see you next time on the Futureprint podcast.